top shelf fantasy. What's going on, shelfies? Top shelf coming at you again. Top shelf podcast number 228. Welcome to you. Today is Wednesday, November 16th. Uh, you know, as always, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Top Shelf, FNTSY. Look up all of our articles and, you know, rankings and everything else on our website at TopShelfFantasy.com. And like we've been telling you recently, please go sign up on Chalk Market and use our promo code TSF for a $100, maximum $100 or 100% deposit match up to $100. One more time, more clearly, a 100% deposit match up to $100. Promo code TSF. As always, I got Scotty and Craig with me. How you boys doing? Good, good, good. Yeah, Jock Market, you got to sign up. Craig, you can talk a little bit about that. I know you kind of ragged last week, but uh, every week. How did you do last week? So in total, if you did Thursday to Sunday, I netted about 20 bucks. And unfortunately, I had like 80-something bucks on the Thursday night game. Um, but then lost some because I got, you know, a little overconfident and put on like 140 bucks on the page, um, and lost some. But uh, overall, you know, do, doing all right. I, it, the the way that I found on the Sunday main event is to go for sleepers. Uh, one will hit, and all you need is one. Um, unfortunately, I got outbid on Kadarius Tony, who happened to be the one that hit uh, of oh. the six that I bid. Um, I got five, didn't get Tony, and Tony is the one that hit. So that's why I lost some money. Um, next time, I'll just make sure I get the guys. You know, a couple cents is not going to be a, a big difference at the end of the day. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, Jock Market's been a lot of fun. I, I've made way more money on that than I have in DraftKings in the last three years I played DraftKings. So it's just knowing who you feel like is going to be a good sleeper that week rather than having to put together a lineup versus a bunch of robots. You know, it's, it's just live human to human uh betting so uh human you know stock market so it's it's a lot more um uh, intelligent driven i feel i i like that point too like dk has become so computerized and algorithmic and dominated by people that do you know ten thousand dollars worth of entries just to make sure they win um this doesn't have that component i mean at least not yet um but i don't think you really lends itself as much to ever having that that sort of component to it so um i like that point there i mean it, you're playing against real live people who have to buy and sell with you in you know in some sort of symbiotic relationship so it's much more tenable and much more predictable which i think is partly why you've been cashing because you do seem to be the one that identifies sleepers at a pretty high clip uh historically speaking as far as your sleeper percentage goes <laughs> That's true. This is true. I didn't do well last year, but it was like two years ago. I think I made all but one. Yeah, it was really close to 100%. I remember that. But I haven't looked actually what it is this year. Uh, the uh, company I work for locked me out of my Excel documents, so I can't really even look <laughs> to see what my hit and miss is right now. You guys probably know better than me. I don't look as much as I can because it's so painful. I, th- I think we're all we're all at least at the worst 50%. I think we're all a little above that. Yeah, I think we're in that 55, 65 range, which we'd like to yeah, jump of, a little bit a little higher. Of players that is like 
lineup question questionables you know it's like that's one thing if you're a new listener we don't give you starts and sits like we were talking earlier before we started the podcast that nfl.com said to start uh to sit ceh and start justin Fields. so we're not giving you that crap right we're no. giving you real lineup <laughs> and decisions even if we put it in there percent, we'd good. all be like scotty take that out like <laughs> yeah, no like, like this like, you can't fucking do that get the hell out of here <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's you know we we try to give you the best, and if, if we're over fifty percent on you know questionable guys, then I feel like that's that's a good good start. Yeah, yeah. we're starting at most like wide receiver, like back end wide receiver twos, and then when we're like more than more often than not, we're at like wide receiver four, five, six, and we're still telling you start sit these guys. So you're welcome for all of your our suggestions, and then half the time we're sitting you know top fifteen guys. And still hitting at a fifty percent clip. Identify the one stud that is not going to have a good week. Sometimes right. you hit them, sometimes you don't. Yeah, I just remember like maybe it was two years ago or last year even. I was just like, you got to sit Zeke this week. You have to sit Zeke. But that was when he was a top twelve back, and you know, I think I hit it more often than not. And it, it, if you could identify that in your real life fantasy team, like your actual squad that you're putting out there, and you know that your guy that you're considering a plug and play is actually not starable one week and you can, you know, sub him out. That can be the difference between a win and a loss, you know, a two point game versus a, even a 12 point that you grab from a stash off the bench. You're like, all right, look, that's a plus. We said no robots in this room. No robots. Oh, your, it's because uh, you are. Uh, your, your audio kicked out. Oh, I cut uh, out, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> but, uh, I think we on, got the point. Yeah, we got the point. Um, all right, yeah, so on that note, let's go into uh, news, injuries, you know, and we're going to go over some fringe. What, what we, did we tell everyone at, at the top uh, what we were talking about today? I don't want to repeat. No, I didn't get into it too much. Just news, injuries, and then, uh, you know, some of our teams, how we're doing, and then we're getting into some trade targets. And uh, then the usual stuff, the hold them, fold them, top performers, guys who suck. And again, we're going to give you guys that you can actually go out and buy. You're not going to be able to buy Justin Fields right now. So stop listening to people that tell you to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let's get right into some of the news. Um, I tossed it in here because it was kind of funny. But Jeff Saturday picks up his first win in his NFL game. Looks like the Colts. I don't want to say they're back on track, but they beat a, a halfway decent Raiders team. Even though the Raiders have struggled, I think they're still a decent team. Um, but puts McDaniel's squarely in the in the hot seat and in the crosshairs of uh, Mark Davis, who apparently made his way down to the locker room after the game. So I keep your eyes on the situation over in Vegas, and then I keep your eyes on the Colts, who remembered that Jonathan Taylor is an elite running back in this league, and uh, they actually get the passing game going on on the back of that. I think. Yeah, I'd like to say that Jeff Saturday got handed a really good uh, scheme. Run with Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's not that hard. Make sure Reich, you guys block right. And that's... And apparently, yeah, and apparently Reich thought that he could do other things. Well, and, and of all the people in the world, I mean, Jeff Saturday is a great guy to bring in when you have massive offensive line issues. You know, you take all the rest out of coaching, you know, all the other position groups. Yeah, maybe he's not great at that. Offensive line, he can figure out, and it kind of all starts there. So happy to see it. I hope he continues to have uh, a whole whole host of success because I've got a lot of cold shares in across the various fantasy leagues that I'd like to see work out. Um, how about we move on to the Monday night game, which was a great game to watch if you're not a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Uh, Taylor Heineke went ahead and beat them, took their undefeated season away, 
And then this week got announced as the starter going forward. Uh, Carson Wentz is eligible to return starting this week. And it seems like they're rolling with the hot hand, which we talked about last week a little bit. I think picking up this win definitely solidified that role for Heineke as as I think it should have. He looked good. Terry McLaurin got more involved too, which was something that I really enjoyed seeing because, and he looked pretty hyped up every time he got the ball. It was something that I feel like he was struggling with throughout the year is getting on a comfortable, you know, streak of, of, of catches and getting going. And and I really appreciate that for fantasy and, and it helped out Curtis Samuel a little bit. You know, the, the offense seems to click a little bit better. Yeah. And, and I mean, Heineke didn't have a great fantasy game for himself, but McLaurin did. I mean, 16 points is up there with his best games of the year. Heineke only dropped six and a half points, but who cares because everybody else is good. Brian Robinson had a fine game because he punched the touchdown in. Um, Antonio Gibson had a fine game. I mean, across the board, you're looking at Washington uh, position players having the, some of the better games they've had all season. So uh, even if Heineke's not the quarterback solution for you and your team, the rest of them seem to be on the up and up. So and by going. all accounts, it should have been their worst game of the season because right. the Eagles are that good. Yeah. Yep. 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 And if Logan Thomas would have just had a touchdown, I might have beat Davlin, and that would have been awesome. I've given up on Logan Thomas this year. Yeah, he he is <laughs> regressed massively. Yeah. I mean, he was hurt for a lot of it, but I mean, like when he's been on the field, he's been useless. Yeah, unfortunately, his age is showing. Um, yeah. uh, those who have also been given up on, uh, uh, teams have given up on Amari Rogers and Eno Benjamin, cut by the uh, Packers and Cardinals, respectively, have now found their way to the Houston Texans. Yep. Um, I think the Eno thing is a little bit bigger than Amari Rogers. I think Amari Rogers is kind of a, a depth piece there. I don't think he sees the field much, but Eno Benjamin probably has a legitimate shot to back up Damian Pierce. He's got Burkhead ahead of him. And I think there's another running back there that I'm forgetting, but um, if he can leapfrog them, which I kind of expect him to, he should be a suitable backup to Damian Pierce, who I'm sure would like a little bit of a rest every now and again. I'm really not sure if there is another guy. Yeah, and I, th- I, do... I think they just used two. Yeah, and I do think that you know Benjamin is a very similar to Burkhead style, just better. And I think that that's... And younger. Yeah, yeah. Of, of course that. Uh, oh, my bad. It was uh, Dare Agunbowale that I was thinking of. Oh, so you're yeah. right. So you're right. Nice. He's pointless. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, the, the Benjamin cut was, I think, very shocking to me. Yeah, um, I didn't see I, that coming. I, I want to... I, maybe something happened with him and the coach, him and the team. Maybe he banged the coach's wife. Who knows? But when James Conner was out, he was getting you 15, 20 points a week for at least two weeks. But like, it just shows like he, he's been a fine backup running back in the league for the last two years. And then he's cut. I'm like, wait, that's fucking insane because Daryl Williams is on the, the IR. So they need backs. Well, so they elevated Corey Clement, which could just say, hey, we need more special teamers, and Eno doesn't really play special teams. Um, and maybe it's a little bit of faith in uh, Keontae Ingram. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but it's still a weird move because at this point in the season, teams that intend to make a playoff push don't give away or cut running backs. I mean, James Conner goes down again. Okay, cool. Even if you have faith in Keontae Ingram, you'd still want to have Eno Benjamin there. Yeah, and James Conner, of course, we've seen the last couple of years, can easily miss time. So, yep. Well, he did already have his one injury this year, so hopefully we're all set. Yeah. (laughs) 
then in other news that we've kind of talked about a little bit here, Deshaun Watson returns to practice today. Still can't play until week 13, I think it is, um, which is December. So he's still kind of a fringe pickup. He's owning like 37% of leagues or something like that. Um, I mean, if he's out there, you should we, probably pick him up. But we, it's we talked about this 43% at the beginning now. of the year. Oh, and I, I think it's something that deserves repeating. And now I think it's desperation time. So people are starting to open up a little bit of a wiggle room and, and squeak the door open a little bit more in their thinking. But when we talked about it, I mean, we're almost headed into playoffs by the time, the fantasy football playoffs by the time that he comes back. And are you really going to trust him that first week that he comes back? Probably not. And then you're like, are, am I going to start him week one of my playoffs? And right. and that's really where it starts to come down to. So I'm letting other people handle Deshaun Watson based off of what our thinking was in the beginning of the year. Yeah, and it all comes down to your own quarterback position. So if, right, if, you're, if you're dealing with maybe you drafted Aaron Rodgers and he has not been what we thought Aaron Rodgers would be, you're kind of thinking, okay, maybe I'm the one who stashes uh, Deshaun Watson and I see what he does that first week. I can still play Aaron Rodgers for a week, but let's see what he does. Or you're the Ryan Tannehill guy or you're the Justin Herbert guy even who's struggled the last couple of weeks. If you've got Lamar, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, like all these other guys that are crushing it, you probably just ride it out and you don't even bother with the stash. Because um, it's it, one of the hardest things I think in fantasy is to trade quarterbacks and even if you pick them up and stash them, you're not like using this as some sort of great trade piece to to get a deal done. Like nobody really cares. So um, I, I think I agree with your point. In, in most leagues and most formats, if you're a top team, you probably have a top quarterback, so you probably don't have to worry about picking up Deshaun and let somebody else handle it. But um, where am I holding? I'm, I'm holding him in a two quarterback league. So I grabbed him a couple weeks ago. Just oh yeah, 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 I need him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Caveat to my point: if it's yeah. a two quarterback league, he should be picked up. You should have already picked him up. That yeah. the forty three percent of teams he's on; those are two quarterback leagues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's just power on through that. I think we've talked enough about Deshaun. Um, Jamar Chase is nearing his return. Uh, I was hoping it would be this week, but news came out today that it's looking more like a week twelve target for Jamar. Um, you kind of hope that they just do it right. If he needs till week 12, you give him till week 12. You don't rush him back. You, there's no reason to bring him out early just to get hurt again. I need him back. Man. Yeah, a lot of fantasy managers <laughs> don't agree back. with that. <laughs> yeah, I just traded for him today. Trust me, I was hoping he'd be back sooner, but um, you know, I, I don't want him to get hurt either. So he's definitely a person that you know changes the offense, and I hope that they, they'll they'll kind of use with kid gloves or handle with kid gloves because he's a he's that elite. Um, he is being missed. Oh, you can you can tell they they miss him. And T Higgins and uh, Tyler Boyd are yep. doing an admirable job filling in, but not much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. realistically, as you'd think it'd be the you you'd think they would be like two top Dominating. twelve receivers right. since, yeah, but it's been not that at all. Nope, not at all. Nope, they were we're like talking low double digits for T Higgins. Yep. Yeah, it's sad. You think like a few twenty point games here and there, but nope. Um, Buffalo anticipating several feet of snow Sunday. Um, very concerning. It sucks because Amari Cooper's in everyone's lineup. Stephon Diggs is in everyone's lineup. But with snow becomes a bigger running game. Um, and we saw it last year with Buffalo and New England. Did Mac throw three times total? Yeah, in that game, and yeah. it was like one one for three for eight yards. Yeah. And it's a huge uh, shift, I'd say, almost in favor 
of the Browns in this game with Nick Chubb. I mean, I would and Kareem Hunt for that matter. Like, yeah. I would much rather be them in a or play. If I were them, I'd much rather play Buffalo in the snow game than play them in you know a seventy degree sunny beautiful day out. I want to know uh, when it gets closer what the wind will be and realistically what the visibility will be because um, they can clear off the field with snow. That 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 can happen, and I don't expect them to cancel a game because of snow because I feel like the world would overreact to that. But um, if it's really windy and and the visibility is not good, we're talking about stacked boxes and running the whole time. And while, yeah, we're running it 60 times, but if you're only getting one yard per rush attempt, I mean, we're not really getting very far. And I, I would get concerned about starting a Buffalo player uh, at all. And I would probably only start like Hunt and Chubb and even at that, I'd, I'd be concerned because the only thing that realistically is going to be fruitful is a touchdown. Right, and you're, and you're hoping that there's like, almost like a broken play. Like uh, Chubb hits a hole, three defenders fall down, and he runs in you know, unabated to the end zone. The chances that that happens probably slim. And, and the chance that it happens he doesn't slip after that, <laughs> if it's this severe, it's probably right, yeah. slim too. But then you go, you know, you go all the way back to that game that uh, the Pats played against Titans in the in the snow all those years ago, and they when they run the score up like seventy to nothing, and it was just run, 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 and one of the most fun games to watch if you're a Patriots fan. I, I'll never forget it. So we've seen it go, you know, a lot of different ways. But even that game that you referenced with Mac Jones last year, I don't think the runners did a ton. I mean, they, uh, Damian no, Harris is breaking free the first play of the game had a big game, yeah, I think and that, I don't think we saw anything it. else. <laughs> It was more just run through times, punt, punt, and hopefully the other team doesn't score. That was that was that was the whole game. Yep. Hope to God you can kick a field goal, maybe, which is still dicey. Yeah. It was funny because I remember like that. That was around the time that Hunter Henry was like a top ten tight end, and on DraftKings Sportsbook it was like over under like four reception yards, and I'm like, dude, (laughs) fuck the over. Of course, like, damn it, they were so right on that. Uh. They're always right. It's uh, crazy how they set those lines. Um, and then the last little piece of news, the Cowboys signed Antonio Cowley. Okay, cool. Um, I think Didi Westbrook joined a team too. Saints, maybe? Yeah. You went to the Packers. Packers. <laughs> what did Bob, Bob, our friend Bob called them Doo Doo Westbrook. Doo Doo Westbrook. <laughs> he actually texted us. He said, what's the funnier joke? Doo Doo Westbrook or Pee Pee Westbrook? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, both very <laughs> immature, but I, I, I got to think of it. Pro- yeah. Probably do do, yeah. It, it I, like works. D- I like do do better. Dd do do, yeah. Nailed it. All right, into some injuries. Um, Cooper Cup, probably the most unfortunate one of the weekend. He this is going to have surgery on his ankle. He's at least done for four weeks, but I think they're more late thinking the season. Um, but definitely done for the regular season. And maybe if yeah. the Rams somehow squeak into playoffs, he might be able to come back. But it's not looking positive. At this point, I think he's still seeking a second opinion. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, too. Like what you just said. If they're in playoff contention, sure, I can see it. But they've been sucking. I mean, without Cooper Cup, that's probably half your team right there. Just in one player going down. You're relying on the horrific run game with a bad line. And then old man Robinson being the lead guy with Van Jefferson and and Scorwin or whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. It's it's a massive hit for a we just haven't team, seen like yeah we haven't seen it out of him 
Yeah, it it, it sucks. I have a lot of shares of him th- this year. Uh, Dows. Jerry Judy plays it one, mm. one snap, hurts ankle, but he could play. Um, week eleven. Yeah, I mean, if he plays week eleven, he's a giant pussy uh, for sitting out all of week ten because he screwed all of his fantasy uh, people. I mean, like. I don't even have words for it. He, you're running a route and you try to turn and you rolled your ankle and then you sat out the rest of the game like a little hurt baby. Like, I don't really get it. But at first That's, when it came uh, out, I mean, I thought it was high ankle. I, I think I said Achilles. Like, I was like, oh, man, this looks bad. And then it turns out it's a mild ankle sprain. So, I don't know. At a certain point, he had doctors tell him his ankle was fine and that there was probably a little bit of lingering pain. And he... He must have decided to not play himself. If it was just a sprained ankle, I can tell you right now, he thought it was something more and was like, "I don't want to get hurt more," you know. And go, and that's that's what's going to be the is going to be the the big takeaway, which which that's just not right, man. You can't you can't just not play. Your guys are out there trying to win. They're, the the Broncos suck, and they need every good player they can have. And you're just cool. out there because you're afraid of re-injuring something that's not actually hurt. It's and all in your head. I think part of what you just said is, is super true too. The Broncos suck. And he went, I'm not going to get hurt for this team. He, I don't think he likes Russell Wilson all that much. I don't think anybody does. And I don't think he's willing to go out there and fight for him. And they were a team that was already down wide receivers. I mean, Tim Patrick's been done for the year, but uh, Hammond was, was out with a an hamstring. And um, they're using like Kendall Hinton, Hinton, Hinton was, he was out with a, uh, an illness. So, yeah. So they used Montreal, Washington, I think. Mm. And like, you can't you can't suck it up and gut it out and even go just be a decoy out there for you know a few quarters and run some run some track like I don't know man it's not a good sign for him as a player and, and a teammate I don't think so um, if he plays this week I honestly think it's a bad sign if he plays this week for his attitude it's great for fantasy guys because if he's on the field he'll probably still put up stats but it's just not a good Here, look here's here's just something funny right and it's not comparison of of the actual bone injury but when i broke my ankle on the field it was hysterical because i got out and I, i'm telling you i couldn't put any weight on it and i'm like this this sucks and i get to the get to the sidelines and my 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 foot's throbbing my brother comes up to me he goes dude you better hope that thing's broken and everyone's gonna give you so much shit <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sitting there like I, this thing's fucking broken and sure enough it was it was broken but like that's the thing like jerry judy didn't you know, everyone of his teammates are probably like, "This fucker better have a broken ankle." No, it's just literally tweak. Yep. And then as soon as we found out that your ankle was broken, we're like, "Oh man, we shouldn't have ripped on him so hard." <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, on to the next guy. Ezekiel Elliott practiced on today, Wednesday, which is a good sign. He logged limited practices all last week, and then was eventually out on Sunday, and that kind of screwed me in a couple of leagues. But whatever. Uh, Practicing today, hopefully he continues that streak and he will play on Sunday. It looks like he should be good to go, but we thought that last week. So we will see. Mark Andrews also practiced today. Fantastic news. He was really dinged up with a shoulder injury, a hip injury, an ankle injury. Uh, hopefully the bye week gave him some time to heal up and we'll continue to monitor his practice participation over the next few days because if he goes, Isaiah likely probably shouldn't be in your lineups anymore. And if he doesn't go, Isaiah likely is a, is a must start. So um just keep your eye on that scott you want to take hollywood yeah uh practice windows open for him to come off ir he's got a 21 day window 
he could play Monday night. Um, if you own him, you probably shouldn't play him. Uh, it's tough to to have someone that plays m- Monday night unless you have R- R- Rondell Moore as well. But you probably don't. So um, even if he plays, you're not going to play him. You can't r- risk it. But fantastic sign. Um, same with, you know, Jamar Chase. You're holding these guys for so long and they're finally coming back soon. So definitely week 12. But it's it's great that it's it's optimistic for Monday night. Uh, question for you. If you had Rondell Moore and Hollywood and Hollywood, you know, says he's going to play Monday night, would you sub out Rondell and play with Hollywood week one back? Probably not. I'd probably stick yeah. with Ron more. It's just, gonna, it's just I was safer. Say the same thing. And I'm looking at that exact dilemma. So I wanted your take on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't see him playing a Monday. I don't, yeah. I don't think no. he's going to play. So I don't think I'll have to cross that bridge. But I feel like we get this a lot on Monday nights. It's like, oh, guys coming back from a long term injury. Always a night game. Always a night game. Yep. In the same team, Kyler Murray is still dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, looking a little dicey for this week. I don't know if he practiced today. I didn't see if he had any participation, but uh, Kingsbury said he wants to play it really safe. He wants him to be able to sprint at full speed when he's out there and not be limited. So uh, hamstring injuries, I mean, monitor them, play them safe. Keenan Allen, we're looking at you, bud. Yeah, this is not fun. Um, in our dice league, I, I have, I'm losing weeks because he's not playing. Just traded for Tannehill, who plays Thursday night. So I kind of got to make a decision <laughs> by tomorrow <laughs> if I want to risk it with Kyler or go with Tanny. And it's still a fan, a horrific situation. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury said on Wednesday he'll make a decision. Allen, he practiced limited limit today. Said he'll make a decision on the starting quarterback uh, later this week. Yeah, so, I don't so know. it will yeah. be Friday. Or I, thought, I yeah. thought I was reading that he was going to make it like yeah. Or I can play Baker. <laughs> oh, great. Perfect. Those I are think that's really awesome one. options. Uh, let's see. Moving along, Dallas Goddard is going to miss extended uh, period of time, moves to IR. He's probably someone that, uh, what's it, week 10 now. I don't think you can you hold on to him going to the playoffs. I mean, it, I it's, would... it's a same though with Cup, though. Like, he's a, what is he, tight end two in the season? Tight end three at, at the worst, like for tight end position, it, it, it's hard to find someone that's this good and this consistent. It, it, I, if I'm a top two team, I'm holding on to him because I can I can't afford it. Yeah, if you okay. can if you can fit him on your roster, I mean, I'd I'd drop like I don't know Gus Edwards. Eh, that's not a good example. I wouldn't drop Gus Edwards because he's a running back. But like, I dropped my fifth wide receiver, Michael Gallup. I dropped Michael Gallup just to hold uh, Goddard's spot on my team, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, and if you're a lower team and he's on your team, trade him to the top seed. Get any bench guy you can play in your flex. Yeah, anybody that has a chance to start in the lineup because you need points. You don't need guys on your bench that you could talk about being good in the future. Dude, I would have been so good in, in 2017. I had oh, this guy, this bench? guy, yeah. So many Doug injuries. Doug Ball and AJ Green. I should have been nasty. <laughs> Khalil Herbert to the IR. This is a big blow. I think we kind of talked about him the last couple of weeks, especially in our starts and sits. Uh, um, I don't want to hear about it. We like him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he started from last week. We got, but... The guy had like three straight weeks of being solid and then pooped his pants the last two weeks when I started to start him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, starting this week. No, I mean, it, it sucks. There's, they have a very easy schedule going forward i thought he would kind of take over or at least be a split and even with it being a split there he's done fantastic so big blow um ebner is the next guy up 
as a backup, I guess, to Montgomery, but great for Montgomery owners. Yeah. I mean, really right now, Justin Fields is handling most of the running anyways. So uh, right, right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much. And then Juju got absolutely murdered. No flag or they, there was a flag that they picked up, uh, but Juju got smoked. He's not practicing this week. He's in concussion protocol. I'm assuming. I don't think we're going to see him for a little bit. He's a guy with a, a history of concussions in his past. So, uh, don't expect him back anytime soon. And then um, MVS and Nicole Hardman are also out of practice on Wednesday. I, th- I thought Nicole was out with an illness on. That was MVS. That was MVS. Nicole missed last week. Was it a hammy? Okay, that that's what it was. Oh right, right, because MVS was in the game, so he would just miss practice with an illness. No, He'll probably play. It was um, ab an right abdomen. It was the weirdest thing because it popped up in like Wednesday's practice. Okay. It didn't seem like it was too concerning. It I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to miss. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. And he's just not even practicing. That's fucking great. Yeah, God, that's dude. not great. That's and he, a and he's been injury. <laughs> fantastic. I mean, he was what? so good. Yeah. I have Robert Woods in this place. That guy sucks. So that, instead, you're looking true. at uh, big bumps to Kadarius Tony and yeah. maybe even Sky Moore. It's, yeah, I mean, if all massive those... bumps for the Canarias, Tony. Now that guy's got Juju's work and Hardman's work. Whew. Yeah. And, and yes, misses the, the, the game. It's just. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of Jarek McKinnon. Uh, None. Lot... No CEH. Um, yeah. Maybe some. I mean, maybe a maybe lot more Sky Moore. Sky Moore. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, oh, well, they have three three tight ends they love. So. Yeah. I mean, you'll see. No... Travis Kelsey would make 17 catches. Yeah. It was Kelsey, <laughs> Fortson. Noah and... Gray. Got the touchdown last week, I think. I think there's another one too. Whatever. Michael Burton, the fullback. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Should we keep going? Yeah, Scott, you want to do your players to pick up? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, just recapping what I put out last week, an article last Friday. uh, Four guys to pick up now before too late. It was Deshaun Watson, um, more in two QB leagues, but he's went up seven percent in ownership since last week. Uh, Rashad White, I said to pick up before he, you know, kind of breaks out. He had a great game last week. He is up 17% in in ownership. It would be more if they didn't have a bye week, though. Uh, Dead on Peoples-Jones up 8% from last week. Um, he was a big waiver guy this week, and he's probably on a lot of rosters now. Jalen Warren down 1%. I was talking to Dad before the podcast. Kind of shocking because people are holding him because it's going to be a heavier workload for him. It was. He got 9.2 fantasy points. Not bad. And people just are so selfish and they want the 20-point game right away. But if Warren's out there and you're Najee Harris owner, um, he should already be on your team. And if he's not, go pick him up now. Yeah. All right. 100%. Um, so we'll go over our best team and worst team. I'm not going to go in-depth, but just our best records and worst records mine is seven and three i believe i'm in two leagues i have a seven and three record uh, and then my worst is three and seven i'm in one league three and seven uh with my buddy dicky it's it's has not been our year thanks to keen allen michael thomas yeah i feel that in dynasty so it's tough to even compete with that uh craig all right so my best is eight and two uh, thank you to Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, and Kenneth Walker, uh, having three 
monster running backs is going to be successful um in a 14 team right exactly and then my worst five and five uh if you don't count the league that i'm purposely taking it in a dynasty league so uh (laughs) i am five and five in a really kind of bizarre ppr multiple flex kicker defense six passing points for a touchdown for quarterbacks it's a really bizarre league i'm still five and five so i guess i have something to write home about but um yeah that's mainly uh and i had a set i have a seven and three out there as well um so i'm having a decent year yeah i'm not having as good a year as you guys um my best teams i've got two at six and four uh one in dean's uh dean's whatever league and then that's a regular redraft full point ppr and then our new dynasty league i'm also six and four you know there was some injuries along the way, not really helping. Mark Andrews went down the last couple of weeks. Jonathan Taylor struggled and then got hurt for a little bit in, in the Dynasty League. So we'll get there. Um, Dean's League, who knows? I don't have a lot of points. I was, I was at the top of that table for a long time, and then I just lost the last few weeks. So hopefully the team turns it around. I know Michael Thomas getting hurt and then DK Metcalf being hurt for like a little bit. and Whatever. Everybody's got excuses. Everybody's got injuries. Um, my worst team is our my favorite league, to be honest with you. The Red, Dro- Red Dogs redraft two QB league, and I am two and eight, which sucks. Um, everybody's been hurt. Everybody sucks. Nothing's going well. So I'm, I don't even want to talk about that team. It's just it's a, it's a nightmare. I'm just scrapping to stay out of last place so I don't have to do our league punishment, which I don't even know what it is anymore. But it's always bad. Yeah, dress up like whatever the <clears throat> guy who wins tells you to do at the DraftKings lounge. Oh, right. I forgot we were gonna do that. That's actually kind of cool. But that's going to be Brickley, and he's not going to be there. He's not so going to be there, so we don't know what we're going to end up doing. <laughs> oh, Scott's going to so... have to proxy for him and then dress up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. It's like I got three dresses on retainer. <laughs> <laughs> I need, a, I need a proxy. Oh yeah, happy to do it, man. Okay, you also have to do my punishment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Um, our our league in in top shelf, um, league is seven and three. We're in first place so Dow's you have a better record than six and four in a league that's true um and there's actually four teams that are seven and three in the league so it's very very close all right that's good uh week 10 talents the big hitters of the week I'll take the QB first Justin Fields is his second week in a row as QB one 40.38 fantasy points 167 passing yards, two touchdowns, a pick, but 12 rushes for 147 yards and two rushing TDs. Hello, Michael Vick. I know, honestly, dude, like yeah. unreal. He's, he I mean, he's been the entire offense. Um, if you want to know if, if you should start him this week, go to NFL.com. Um, yeah, for this, this, this start sit. So <laughs> yeah, a, a guy putting back back to back 40 point weeks. Um, you know, I, I, I I'd be hesitant. <laughs> completely sarcastic like this, honestly a start for him a, should a, mean like you're guaranteeing 30 plus points he's a top at least a top five qb going forward i mean yeah there's no way he's not we talk about all the time man the rushing yards and the ability to score touchdowns on the ground at the quarterback position immediately catapult you to a top five quarterback it's just look at the guys who are consistently up there josh I Allen, wanna... lamar jackson jalen hurts have a short discussion because I don't really think you guys will want to talk about it too long, but I think it's now time to discuss where does Justin Fields go in drafts next year? Cause after too all high. of this, 
<laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's going to be ridiculously high. I don't see the wide receiver room adding much more after they went after Claypool. Well, they trade uh, so, away everything and get Claypool. <laughs> so this is, uh, so I, I mean, I think people are going to have him top five quarterbacks next year. There's, think it's there's just not high. much. There's not much out there to add at wide receiver when Jacoby Myers is arguably your best free agent wide receiver coming on the market this coming offseason, despite the fact they have $110 million worth of cap space. Like, what a terrible situation to be in this year of all years for Chicago. Um, so I, I don't see Fields making these huge strides in the passing game, and it's not feasible to expect him to run for 150 yards a game. So, yeah, I, I think he goes too high. If he If he goes above any of the guys who have done this consistently, I think you're making a mistake, right? So again, like I said, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray. Uh, those are those are your, your your top few, and then Justin Fields somewhere after that would be fine, I suppose. But I don't know. I know I don't think Scott. I know Scott's not a reach on a quarterback guy. He's more like a pick up Kirk Cousins in the last round kind of guy. So I don't think he goes yeah. for him. No, no, I. I don't, but yeah, it's going to be pretty high. Just like Hertz last year, big year, ranked high. But yeah. I mean, could he finish the same? Yeah, I, I I could see it, especially with guys like Tom Brady and all those guys taking big steps back. I mean, it opens up a lot of spots in the top ten. That's fair, fair point. That's kind of the the only reason. Uh, running back, Dow the running back, y'all, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, finally back, playing some football, looking good, running behind a good O-line. He had uh, one like 63-yard run, I want to say. It was, it was a big boy, but still had 22 rushes for 147 yards, a touchdown, two catches on two targets for 16 yards, and 23.3 fantasy points from all that production. So good to see the Colts getting back on track and doing what they do well. Hopefully they can keep that up, and we'll see Jonathan Taylor up here again. Crager? Wide receiver of the week, C.D. Lamb. Ends with 32.5 fantasy points, 15 targets, 11 receptions, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. Great, great thing for him to show out. I feel like it has not been a big C.D. Lamb year, and I feel like it's it's just about due to see a 30-point week out of the guy. Yeah, he was getting kind of left in the dust by some of the other people that are, uh, you know, supposed to be the studs. You know, Justin Jefferson consistently showing up and C.D. kind of taking uh, – few weeks off there but glad to see him back um gonna be round out yeah his first game over 20 points really yep wow i have him on my team i didn't even realize that um and then our the last position tight end i'll finish that one off cole Komet. he was an honorable mention last week so this is two weeks in a row for him he's showing up but this week he gets the top spot 21.4 points seven targets four catches 74 yards and two touchdowns uh he had a one i think it was a 47 yard touchdown and he was just wide open. So I think you're going to see some of that when you have Justin Fields running. Cole Komet sneaks into some space and makes big plays happen with his athleticism. So good for Cole. Two in, two in a row. Let's see if he can get uh, another one with Justin Fields next week. Yep. Bottom feeding pieces of shit. <laughs> it's actually what it says. That's <laughs> <laughs> I was reading. I noticed that. This is the, the official segment, segment name. <laughs> Bottom feeding pieces of shit. I was really mad when I decided to write this. Um, I think I was mad at Justin Herbert. So good Boy, that he's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll take this one, I guess, too. Yeah, go ahead. Cor- <laughs> You're okay. talking about it, so. <laughs> the, the, low, the lowest quarterback of the week that you expect to do better. I didn't count, like, the guys like John Wolford and, and, and stuff like that. Taylor Heineke even could have been on McCoy. here. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy had a, not a half bad week, but, well, compared to what your, your expectations versus reality. But Justin Herbert, second time, second week in a row on this list, 13.04 points, 21 of 35 passing for 196 yards, one touchdown, one pick, five rushes, 22 yards. Now, it's clear and obvious that he's missing Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, but you know what? The best quarterback in the league figure it out. So you don't get an excuse. Nobody gets an excuse. You have to do it. DeAndre Carter and Josh Palmer are better than most backups in the league. They're, you know, they're showing that they have the ability to perform. So you got to sort it out, Justin Herbert. A lot of this is on you. And I think he might still be suffering from that rib injury because he's not running the ball much. Five rushes. I mean, we we're more used to seeing him in that eight to twelve range, and he's just not doing it. So um keep your eye on that see if he can heal up and maybe he starts using his legs a little bit more to open stuff up but for right now you're buried on this list boy get off it yeah and my start of the week cordero patterson <laughs> huge week back when he week nine 2.5 points five rushes 18 yards one target one reception for two yards i feel like he got all this in the first quarter because I, I was watching the game like ah oh, it's kind of boring i'm tired and I woke up I'm like, oh, my phone's not refreshing. Nope, <laughs> this is legit. His stat line was that the entire game. So I uh, better days ahead, but that's huge, huge blow for some of my teams. Um, I thought it was okay. super humorous, too, when I saw A.J. Brown's stat line. Um, it was like pro- it was probably like fourth quarter or whatever. They showed it. His one reception or seven yards, or what I was like, that can't be right. Like, there's got to be a typo. They're missing a seven or something. Like, I didn't watch much of the game until like the the fourth quarter, um, because I didn't think there was gonna be much of a game, and then uh, I wasn't really feeling that well, and so I got an alert. You know, it's it's a tie game or or it was close or whatever, and I was like, all right, now I'm gonna watch this. And I saw seven yards, and I thought that was pretty fucking hysterical. AJ Brown was someone I put in all my DK lineups, thinking like, oh, this is a safe pick this week. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Go oh, ahead. I need ten points to win. I'm gonna go to bed and wake <laughs> up a winner. <laughs> well, he got uh he got dinged up on that first catch, like a like an ankle injury, and he went oh, off. Really? He went off, and then like, but same kind of thing that I was watching the game, and I, I was like, maybe by the second quarter, I was like, is AJ? I'm looking at the stats. I'm like, is AJ Brown out of the game? Did he did he come? No, he came back. He didn't throw him the ball. No, yeah, he played. Like, he played eight percent of snaps. Like he, yeah, I think he well, missed the rest he, of that drive. And that was it. Yeah. Yep. It's like okay, well, he's out there. So, and then yeah. a guy that that's too comfortable with this this spot, but George Kittle either has really big games or really bad games. Two point six points, two targets, one reception, twenty one yards. Uh, it's just, it's first... just it's what you're gonna get with him, though. I mean, yeah, this is they the had a lot of struggles. Game that I tr- since trading for him that he disappointed me though. Traded for him at the right time. Unfortunately, now I'm starting to get the get the little <laughs> skittle taste yeah i mean the, their whole passing attack struggled except for uh Ayuk, who seemed to be the most effective debo didn't do much through the air kittle didn't nobody and then Ayuk had a big game so uh interesting to see how that split goes when you run the ball run three times in the game he's gonna block a lot yep which you could see going forward he loves blocking oh yeah <laughs> all right you want to uh hold them and fold them yes all right, first one up off the top. We talked about him a little bit. Eno Benjamin. Holding them, you folding them, you scolding them. 
I'm not playing. I'm not holding him. There's so many other players. Like I get it if you are you know have deep benches and stuff, but I'm not putting my eggs in the basket on a backup Houston Texans running back, let alone you know, like a third string one. Yeah. yeah. I think he's a handcuff if you're the Pierce owner, otherwise he's not on any team. Yeah, I'm a Pierce owner and I wasn't never thought to pick up Rex Burkhead. I'm not gonna think about picking up Eno right. now. <laughs> all right. I just wanted to put him on here in case. Next guy, we're all in agreement, we're folding him. Uh next guy, Chase Edmonds. This pisses me off. I was like, <laughs> I was. This is I'm why like, I put him on no here. No way. Like, there's got to be no way they trade for Chase Edmonds, who they obviously needed a running back. I mean, Melvin Gordon sucked. Lat Murray sucked. Mike Boone wasn't really doing anything. I don't even know if Mike Boone's still on the team. I really don't. He's an IR. He's an IR. Um, yeah. yeah. So they bring in Chase Edmonds, who, by all accounts, had a decent contract signing in the offseason to the Miami Dolphins. And I was like, they got to play the guy. They got to play the guy. We give him what, one carry or something like that. Screw that. Get him out of here. Yeah. Two two uh, carries, two targets. Yeah. Piss me off. Cut. Yeah. I just knew a lot of people added him. Didn't know if you'd hold him for another week. I would not. I'm, I'd cut him. Well, I thought, it's, I, it's, I thought if, I'd get one. One yeah, little it, sneaky if guy. If you're holding the season. anyone in that team, it's Melvin. But even at that point, it's it's tough to yeah, have I mean, him. I'm, if you're not going to pick up Melvin or keep Melvin, you're not keeping Chase Edmonds. If you're okay with six fantasy points in your lineup, then you can play Melvin. But outside well, of that, like nine to twelve the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah with touchdowns in like ten eight. freaking yards. That's fine. And <laughs> I, I need all, all I can in my leagues, man. <laughs> Hayden Hurst. Uh last four weeks he's been rough. That's why I put him on here. He was kind of hot to start the season. Uh, maybe you think you can still ride him out and he comes back around, but I think I'd just cut him at this point. I think he's in that streaming tight end range. Yeah, he's only had two games double digit, and that's ten and fourteen. Um, maybe when Chase comes back, it's b- better for the whole team. Yeah, I don't know, but at that point, he's a streamable guy. You can cut him. I'm fine cutting. Risky. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: the last three weeks, he had seven point eight, six point two, and six. Um, I've been struggling at tight end all year, and I'll take that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd cut him if I absolutely. You know, I mean, there's not going to the, be many other good tight ends out there. You're just guessing at a touchdown. You probably he's probably already cut anyway. So they had a week ten bye, and I think he got hurt in that game before. He only played forty six percent of snaps, unless that was the game plan. And that's that's very scary. <laughs> yeah, that's equally uh, dicey. All right, uh, Michael Gallup. I'm at the point where I'm cutting Gallup. Uh, I just, you know, I haven't seen it. He hasn't put a game together that I, I think is startable in, in like a 12-team redraft. Yeah, and you you saw him put up games last year when, when he was healthy as a third wide receiver and with the Dalton Schultz crushing it. Yeah. He's now the second option, and he can't even get you seven fantasy points. Yeah, he hasn't scored seven since week four. Which is the only time he's went. It's because he had 24 <laughs> yards and a touchdown, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it it sucks. I love Gallup. I thought he'd have a pretty much of a, like a sleeper year, but I think you can move on. I, yeah, it's I agree. Just, it's just been so tough because they haven't all been together really. Of you know the Cowboys, Dak, Schultz, Gallup, and CD all really together all season other than the last couple of games. So there was, you know, hope, you know, can he actually get find his way in with some some targets and touches and with better quarterback play and things like that. But I dropped him 
uh, when when Schultz uh, came back. Uh, there was also the OBJ rumors, so I was like, I, I don't want to have to deal with it. No Brown was doing well, so. Um, the, but now is really no point to continue to hold on to Michael Gallup. Yeah, and especially if if OBJ does go there, which he's linked to, then that's just a massive blow. Even OBJ won't play for even another month or so. But moving on, uh, we cut him last week. Craig wasn't here, I don't think, in the pod. But CEH, we were all cut last week. After this week, I think it's a clear cut. Yeah, I think uh, we might have even talked about it two weeks ago. Um, pretty sure he's been show. He showed up on this hold fold for a while. Yeah, uh, you you won't see him again going forward. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's he's a hold. Um, you mean, you mean a fold? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Subconsciously, you can't do so it. Huh? I know. <laughs> it's like liar, liar. The pen is blue. <laughs> the pen is royal blue. <laughs> royal blue. Uh, yeah, fold CH sucks. Um, Juju. So I, this must it must be about the uh, concussion. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. You can't. I'm not gonna fold him because I don't know his status. Even if he misses this week, he's been a top wide receiver the last four weeks. I think so. Yeah, I mean, especially with all the injuries around it, you know, with MVS and. Uh, Miko Hardman, like Juju, has kind of been steady, like really has been. So, um, you got to keep him. Yeah, I think I'd hold him through, you know, another week. If the concussion seems like it's going to drag on for three or four weeks, maybe at some point you make a different decision. But for this week, I think you hold him. See, I mean, there's a very good chance he plays next week. So tough to cut the, I don't know, arguable wide receiver one on the team definitely wide receiver two yep all right craig you can take the next one it's your best Taysom friend. hill yeah no i'll always fade Taysom hill no matter what he shouldn't be on any fantasy football team specifically because he should not be even eligible he has his own position in the world don't get it is that <laughs> one okay so outside of 14.8 in the beginning of the year and then the 34 in week five, the guy shouldn't be played. Get him out is, of here. Is he really a t- tight end two in the season? Tight end six now. That's just that this PPR standard. He's two. <laughs> just that bad. one game. This is this is such horseshit. I'm telling you, it goes all the way to the top. It's a conspiracy from the top. <laughs> There's the no time. no reason this guy needs to be a, a, a tight end in fantasy football. The guy plays quarterback more than tight end. I don't give a shit if people tell me these snap counts or whatever. Listen, a running back goes out in the slot sometimes, but he's not also a wide receiver. He's not. It's true. Yeah, so Craig already gave you his uh, quit playing with my emotions piece. And I, for over and over and over again, will always tell you to sit to uh, Taysom Hill. Just, just for the for the I mean, I might not be able to get away with it now because he had one point last week. But just for the sure fact that he should not be owned or played in fantasy football. Yeah, uh, I'm folding him as well. I just think he shouldn't be on rosters. But I looked him up, and his uh, ownership percentage is still shockingly high. Like, I don't know why people are just Because he's him. Taysom Hill. Because he's the fucking unicorn <laughs> of the goddamn coders. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put this guy in. I'm going to make him fucking in my starting lineup because I can't fucking win. I'm going to make a quarterback a tight end. Long story and, short, uh, fold. <laughs> Craig does not like this guy. 
No. Uh, all right. Final one. Chuba Hubbard. Uh, I put this one in here because it looks like Yonka Corman has taken that backfield uh, for his for himself. So I would probably fold Chuba unless <laughs> you're really deep, really hurting for players. Uh, but in a regular 12th team, I don't think he's he's somebody you can hold. Scott, you go ahead because I have I've been in a dilemma with him. Yeah, I'm gonna fold him. Uh, he had a great week seven. Uh, came off for one big run for a touchdown. That's about it. Yeah. But this is always Foreman's team, anyways. Um, when CMC got traded, so he's a fold. It's Foreman, and the team sucks anyway. So I don't want to handcuff a running back on one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yep. Yeah, I mean, even with Blackshear getting less playing time, quote unquote, than Chuba Hubbard, he had more touches, and so it just it it just goes to show that they don't actually care for Hubbard. I mean, in the Week Seven game that the you know he did have a good week, it was Foreman who had more rushing yards, who had more touches, who actually looked like the better running back. Um, and so in most of my leagues that I actually do have Hubbard in because, you know, I was trying to sneak and get another good one for late in the season. But, uh, the, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm cutting it. I don't, there's, there's not a point anymore. <laughs> I feel that. I feel you, dog. I feel you. It's going to be a no for me, dog. All right. Uh, trade targets. So in the majority of leagues, this is the trade deadline a week. Probably Saturday at midnight is usually the time to do it. I think Sleeper allows you to do the an exact time, which is kind of cool. Probably like Sunday right before kickoff. But uh, it's the time to buy the guys you want for the rest of the season or sell the guys you hopefully can sell high for pretty much anything if you don't believe in them. So, Greg, you want to go with yours first? Your, uh, your buy player before the deadline. Uh, so mine is Cortland Sutton. Uh, everyone knows that I'm a big believer in him, so I'm, I'm, I have a little bit of a bias on it. But let me tell you, when so he had 11 targets this past week, and that's mainly because Jerry Judy was out. And like we talked about, if Jerry Judy is either going to miss any time or go back on the field, and and it really is that he has a lack of effort kind of thing, if that really is the case, Corlin Sutton's going to get peppered, and it's because of the the high volume when when Sutton thrives not just for you know the actual obvious uh part of it but he is a possession type wide receiver who is going to um get many chunk plays and and he just needs that volume in order to be there uh and he and he has one of the easiest schedule in the season so he's got Las Vegas that's easy Carolina Baltimore is shown to be somewhat easy Kansas City if it's a um a, a high volume game I mean he's he really has everything going for him towards the end of the season. I get it. You can't really trust um, Russell Wilson and, uh, and Sutton really only has one receiving touchdown on the season, which is not what you would expect going into the season. Everyone thought way, way higher. Um, but his back half looks so much different than his first half. Um, he had some, some, some tough matchups that were not expected. Like for whatever reason, Houston, Indy, the, uh, the jets all have had, uh, good defenses. Seattle, for whatever reason, has now started to do well. So, uh, if you look at the college football playoff schedule and they they talk about how the the rankings are, are adjusted based off of opponents, I mean, he really has had a tough beginning part of the year, and and at the end of the season, it's it's kind of a cakewalk. So, um, I really expect things to turn around for him after you know seeing a, a week he was peppered eleven times. 
Yeah, I like the Cortland Sutton buy, especially if the rest of the receivers aren't going to be on the field. <laughs> that too. KJ Hamlin is going to be out for the next couple of weeks, they said. Yeah, well, I mean, a burner with a hammy issue. That ain't quick. Uh, I also get a wide receiver for my uh, trade target or the person I'd like to buy. Um, I went with Jamar Chase, a little bit of a, a top-tier guy, which can be tricky, but I think the only chance that you get a top-tier talent is if all of the pieces fall together like they have right now with him being out with an injury. Um, you could have probably done this last week while he was a, a buy-low candidate of mine last week as well, and I'm continuing on that same trend now. Um, he's just an absolute league winner if he's on the field. That's the the big issue is if he's on the field, right? I mean, there's an inherent risk to trading for a a player who – is actively hurt and you don't know what his recovery is going to look like, but let's say he doesn't even play this week. He plays week 12. He still takes you from maybe a fringe playoff team and puts you in the championship. If you're fighting for a playoff spot, I think you win week 12, 13, 14. If you play him because he plays Tennessee, Casey and Cleveland. And those are three teams that he should eat just fine against. I think you worry a little bit more in your actual playoff weeks. If you start talking about Tampa Bay, New England and Buffalo about actually winning, but Hey, at least you're there. If you're in the playoffs, you have a shot to win them regardless. So I'm going to go out. I just did this personally. I traded for Jamar Chase and a couple other pieces. Um, I think it's just a, a good person to acquire. I don't think there's as much risk as people think that he's going to not play the rest of the season. If there were, that he'd be on IR already. He would have gone there in the first place. So, um, yeah, buy him while you can. I mean, a, a, a talent like this is not acquirable at this point in the season very often. I think this is your one shot to do it. You're going to have to give something up, right? So in my trade, I got Jamar Chase, uh, Dalvin Cook, and Alexander Madison, and I gave up Saquon Barkley, um, Rodell Moore, and Alan Lazard. I think that's a fair deal. Um, Now, if Jamar Chase doesn't play, I will lose that trade. If Dalvin Cook gets hurt, I will lose that trade. But there's always going to you no matter what trade you do there's going to be that risk right so um i would just take a guy like we we talk about a lot you know get the best talent on your team get the best player in the trade i think jamar chase is that player and like for me i was weak at wide receiver he solves that problem as soon as he steps on the field yep yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. my buy is not as big of a name as jamar chase or Cortland sutton but donovan people's jones again talked about this guy the last three weeks um, but it, I mean, you can probably pick him up still. He's not highly owned. So if you can do it, but if not, I, I, I a lot of my leagues, he's already owned. So I want to get him now, um, on paper or strength of schedule. He's like tw- 23rd toughest, but it's mainly because they play Buffalo this week and then they play Houston week 13. So those two teams have been doing very good against the wide receivers, but when Deshaun Watson gets back, besides Houston, it's Cincy, Baltimore, New Orleans, and Washington. Those are some cake matchups with Deshaun Watson back. And People's Jones has been doing a fine job this year with Brissett. He leads the team in receiving yards since week four. Uh, he d- doesn't even have a touchdown on the year, but he's getting peppered in t- targets. And once Watson gets back, I think him and Jones are both just league winners, and you're going to see some will Fuller type games from People's Jones. So a few guys I'd trade for him. Um, I really do want him down the stretch. Is uh Brian Robinson I trade for uh trade for him. Um 
Raheem Mostert and Allen Robinson are a couple guys. If you have those guys, I would trade them now for Peoples Jones. You probably even do Peoples Jones and someone else. Um, but those are the guys that kind of want to trade away for Peoples Jones. It's kind of cool how we did like inadvertently three tiers of wide receiver, like elite kind of wide receiver two and Peoples Jones, but flex. Uh, <laughs> yeah, flex. Yep. But I mean, his upside is huge with Deshaun coming back. So I, I like that by a lot. Yeah. And, and we're talking about and lo- lo- looking at strength of schedule and playoff schedule for a lot of these guys. And that makes the all the difference in the world. Oh, schedule is huge. I yeah. mean, the biggest part of the fantasy football. Yep. Uh, I'll go with my uh, cell. It's Leonard Fournette. I still might change this on the article. I don't know if it's too easy of a sell now, if, if it's if it's too late. Um, he was banged up last week. Rashad White has done a great job when he's banged up, and it's been kind of looking a, like a better player since, uh, I think, week five on. But the only thing they can try to trade probably trade him a little high or with just his namesake is that he was hurt this week, but they have a buy and all signs point to him playing week 12. So people are like, all right, few like Rashad White did well because he was out. Tampa Bay has a tough running back schedule going forward. If they're down in these games, I think it's going to be Rashad White in the game a lot more than Fournette. It's just better for the offense. Um, I don't know who I'm going to, who I would buy. I, I wouldn't sell Lenny for Peoples Jones. Um, I think you're selling him w- way too low. But if you can get a wide receiver three um, for for net, I would do that. I'd sell Lenny for uh, for Sutton. I would love to do that. Yeah, if, if the Sutton guy would go for it on P. maybe, probably not. I think everyone yeah. sees the writing on the wall with Lenny, but yeah, yeah. I, that, 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 like I said, it seems like a little too easy of a sell. Um, might be a little too late. Yeah, for sure. Um, I chose kind of a big name who has not performed up to his uh, his his status for myself, and it's Michael Pittman. Uh, he just really hasn't had the year that we all thought he was going to have. I mean, I had him pegged as maybe you know outside shot at a wide receiver one on the season. So uh, really, kind of a bummer to see him. And I'm not exactly sure why. It could be the whole offense. Could be him. Could be the quarterback uh, carousel that that we've seen over there. But Whatever the reason is, what doesn't change is his week 14 bye. And if you're a team that's scrapping for a playoff position or a playoff berth or you're worried about seeding, um, I can't have week 14 buys sitting, you know, you know as almost like a, a, a secret little mine on my roster. You know, I think I'm going to be able to have a full team in week 14 and I got Michael Pittman sitting right there and, you know, God forbid you got Pittman and JT, you're going to be in, in lineup distress at week 14. So I would sell Pittman now. I think he's a back-end wide receiver, too, still currently. Um, and you got to sell him because I think he's going to continue to drop down, even with the Colts starting to figure it out. I just don't see him, you know, bouncing back in, in a major way. So I'd rather sell him. Um, hopefully, if you could, identify whoever you're playing in uh, Week 14 and sell him over to them. Maybe you can kind of stick them with a problem. And then when you play, you'll have a little bit easier matchup. Um, but I'd like to take one of two approaches when I sell him. I tried to sell him for a higher wide receiver too in a package. I said maybe like Brandon Ayuk for Pittman. Maybe you can sell that just on name. I don't think you can, but maybe you're a better salesman than I am. Uh, if not, you know, throw another piece in. I think you could probably get that done. Or you go the opposite way and target somebody who's ranked a little bit lower than him on the season, like a Devontae Smith 
or a Jacoby Myers or maybe like a smaller running back piece, I think you could definitely get that deal done. All right. So my sell at this point in the season at the trade deadline is a top dog. It's it's Devontae Adams. And I know it sounds crazy because he's just come off of two of his best games he's had all season, 31 and 23 fantasy points. Uh, but there was against lesser competition. And I was kind of diving in a little bit um, before I get into his upcoming schedule that doesn't look good. Uh, I, I noticed the two games that the Raiders have won, Devontae Adams does not have a touchdown. And they actually won those games scoring over 30 fan, thirty total points, 32 and 38. So obviously something's not going right for the Raiders. And I'm not saying they have to change their entire philosophy and that Devontae Adams can't be used, but using him less works. Last week he had 14 targets. The week before he had 17. and they only had 20 points scored. Uh, most of it was field goals. So we're not really seeing much out of the Raiders. And I, and I know that there's the whole hot seat thing with Josh McDaniel. So I think that there's got to be some sort of, of, of way that they can concoct a little bit of a better run game when they were doing well. They were running really well with Josh Jacobs. And so the next couple games, if I, if I can pick, get this right, if they are going to think about using Devontae Adams a little bit less, in order to try and up their total points on offense, have a better offense. He's facing um, Patrick Sertan next week or this week. And then it's uh, uh, who's the Tariq Woolen for Seattle, who's the odds on defensive rookie of the year. Um, He's got uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, which is Asante Samuel Jr., Jalen Ramsey with the Rams, and then Jonathan Jones with the Patriots in his next five matchups. So granted, he's not like he needs, he's not someone that gets shut down and he's, and he is pretty much cornerback proof, but you are, he is facing top competition during times where I feel like he's going to get less work. I just think that that's the right, right. That it's going to go. He's still such a top dog. I mean, I, I'm not expecting him to come up with zero points or eight or 10. Like he's still going to get you um, a decent amount of fantasy points, but off of, off of 31 and 23 this past week, go to the Cooper cup owner who just lost their guy and said, I have your replacement and get something back in return. Because I think that you have more upside in, in having the one for two in this situation, having the two rather than the one. Yeah, and you you're yeah. you're getting like like with his name alone, what he's done the last couple games, you can probably get Travis Kelsey for him straight up with the Kelsey owner. Yeah, I, you're I mean, you're getting a lot. Yeah, don't trade him because all right, well, Craig's right. We're gonna tra- trade him low. You can trade this guy as a top four wide receiver. Yeah, no, he's he not is. being traded low. No, he's being yeah. traded high. Like this is his last two weeks are phenomenal. Um, and people have been like asking for this for for Devonte Adams. I just think that it's you know it's Jacksonville and Indy he just played. You know it's not exactly top top competition when he does have <laughs> that coming up. Yeah. All right. Um, those are the trade targets, and then getting into stop playing with my uh, emotions. Um. Craig, do you have one yet? Well, I don't have Taysom, one yet. Taysom Hill. I already Taysom Hill is yours. Okay. <laughs> Taysom yeah. Hill is officially yours. Uh, I'll do yeah, mine. No, really. Um, yeah. I'll do it again. Is Keenan Allen. 
Um, I will <laughs> keep putting him in here until he plays. Huh, could be it's, a while. It's week 11. It's been 10 weeks. Been crushing my bench. Same argument every single week. Just figure it the fuck out. Why didn't they put this guy in IR? Yeah. Just teasing he's, a, he's a hold full guy, but I think we'd all hold him. I mean, if you held him for this long and yeah, yeah he, another week, you got to write it down. Time. Yeah, I do it every year. Yep. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. And then mine, I kind of wanted to riff a little bit about the NFL's officiating and various flaws in their uh, their entire game and how it ruins fantasy football and um, changes really the outcomes of games and how that also ruins the betting side of things and yada, yada, yada. So let me start with the Dallas Goddard face mask, which resulted in his injury, which resulted in his fumble, which resulted in position uh, field position benefit for the commanders that ultimately led to them winning the game. Um, you know, you can't, you know, pin it on one thing, but the commanders still, I think, deserve to win that game. So I don't want to take that away from them. But that fumble cost Dallas Goddard owners uh, two points. It cost him potentially his season as he was ripped down by a face mask and landed awkwardly on his shoulder. And it's not a reviewable play. So there's that. Uh, I think that's real stupid. Then in other games previous in the weekend, I believe it was when we were watching the Minnesota game and watching Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs battle back and forth with their one-handed catches, which are fucking fantastic to watch. Um, instead of just being able to enjoy that, we have to worry about Justin Jefferson on the goal line with like a microscopic amount of time to decide if the ball's in the end zone, if he caught it, if he didn't catch it. And how do we not have VAR like they have in uh, international soccer at this point yet? How is the ball not equipped with some sort of sensor that when it crosses the goal line, we know it crosses that. So, you know, the Vikings end up down at the one inch yard line. And what happens? Well, we have the same issue again with a quarterback sneak. And we don't know if the ball is in. There's a huge huddle and they claim that there's a goal line stand by the Bills. Well, Nobody knows where the ball ends up. Nobody knows when Kirk Cousins' uh, momentum stops moving forward. And the no, Kirk Cousins' owners get screwed. Justin Jefferson, I mean, your, your owners did fine. He's, they scored a ton of points anyways. But all of this stuff is just a roller coaster of emotions when you're watching a game live or you're on red zone. You don't know if you're cheering for six points. You don't know if two points are coming off the board. And in close games, I mean, you're running the gamut on your emotions. And it, How about- it's quite brutal. How about watching a uh, ball hit the ground and losing against a uh, Gabe Davis owner? Yes, a, a play like three points, a play that should be one hundred percent reviewable. Yep, that the that the, all the, the time coaches the can't even action. challenge, and then the the refs are in the the play the, you know the replay booth don't even initiate the review. So instead, the Vikings should have probably not even had to go to overtime because that passion accounted. Oh, oh. Did we get a great game out of it as fans? Sure. Yeah. But if you're a fantasy owner of any of these guys or you're playing against Gabe Davis, who just added points to his uh, total, and Josh Allen is adding points to his total, you're like, come on, give me a break. What do I have to do here? Oh, I have one thing that maybe I can add to uh, play with my emotions. Last second laterals have really <laughs> started to piss me off because I'm seeing week after week now, like Devontae Smith lost two fantasy points from his backwards throw into the end zone where Washington ended up scoring at the end of the game. Like these last second, when you're on the 10 yard line, can we just go down? Like, I get it. You want to win the game, but how often does this actually happen uh, that you actually get across the field and, 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 and win games? It's a high risk of injury. It's, it's a high risk of me losing fantasy points. There's a low risk of actually getting You, a, a you would like to see something in the fantasy world where like maybe your league could agree on it. Like 
we're just not going to count that. Like that's not right. a fumble. But There's... I won my championship a few years back. I was playing the KC defense against Denver when Trevor Simeon was out there and he threw a Hail Mary at the end. It was minus two points for him, obviously, for the pick. But I gained two points for the interception, and I won by one point. And I was playing uh, – it was actually my buddy's wife at the time. And I was like, do you want to, like, split this money? Like, I feel fucking terrible about this. Yeah. And she was like, no, don't worry about it. But, like – sure? <laughs> yeah. I'm like – like, it's it doesn't even feel good to win that way on a last-minute Hail Mary that changes the course of the game because of, of a, a, you know, two-point swap. Like – Oh, I don't know. It's just a. It's just there's. It feels a lot, great when it goes your your way, though. I feel like there's just been a lot of last second laterals this year. I mean, yeah, it happened year, multiple games. I mean, week, week three or four with Najee Harris, and he was like the sixth person to touch it, but he was like the last one to touch it. Right. Then he exactly. Then it was a loss. I'm like minus I'm two. I'm watching. Fuck this, man. I'm watching, praying that my players don't touch the ball. At yeah. The don't end, even. So that I don't don't get even the be minus part two. of that. Stay. Stay the hell away. It's not going to work. <laughs> Well, like yeah. in some regards, it's the smarter play. I mean, the game ends if you get tackled. So with the ball, because if it goes anywhere else, even if the defense recovers it, you had a shot at doing something better. So, so why am I penalized for making the smart play? The same argument I made when we used to lose points for uh, quarterbacks being sacked. I was like, sometimes a sack is better than chucking the ball up. Looking at you, Zach Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that ends my rant for now. For now, I will continue for now. at a later date. Yep, to be continued. All right, I guess uh, that... Um, I'll, ta- does it. I'll, I'll take it out, okay? You're Again, the best at it. You do it. Oh, I'm so good at it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, we uh, went over some news. Some oh, Scott ta- finished. Some top talents. <laughs> uh, some bottom feeders. Hold and fold. Trade targets. Quit playing with my emotions. Uh, I finished, so... Um, and I'll tell you what, if you want to finish and, and get off like me and us, sign up for Jock Market. You Use pr- promo code TSF, 100% match up to $100. We will get you off. Uh, for me, Craig, and Dows, stay fluid, stay loose. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.